0: Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's cup of topic is the myth of the church CEO, Christmas, Easter only attenders. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes or pick up those knitting needles and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I am Pastor Amanda Zensalo and it is my honor to serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the
1: podcast. Okay, so is it a myth? Because I don't think it is. I think there are a fair number of people out in this world who really only go Christmas and Easter.
0: Well, okay. So it's not necessarily a myth. There are definitely these CEO folk, Christmas, Easter only attenders. And there's more to it than this. Okay, In the sense that I find in my years of ministry that many regular attenders look at people who show up at their churches only on Christmas and Easter and they build myths around those people. Okay. And they attribute things to them, like they don't really care about church, or they're just showing up for appearances' sake. Sure. Or, new know, dresses, new get, get some pictures, all that kind of stuff. And regular attenders kind of have a little bit of resentment, a little side eye, A little side eye going on on these CEOs. I think that's a myth. I think it's unfair to attribute those things to people who dare to show up even once in a church.
1: I think especially in this part of the country.
0: Yeah. And I will say that the couple of folks that come here to Central, like there are several families that we see once or twice, maybe three times a year. Mm Mm-hmm. They come in and they're visiting their families who now live, like a lot of them are older. Sure. They're visiting their kids, Mm -hmm. their grandkids. Sure. And they're in from out of town. They're here from the Midwest often.
1: Yes. My my in-laws,
0: I think, fit this category. Right. And they come in and they visit and they're here for Christmas and Easter. Actually, my in-laws will be here for Easter this year, hopefully. (laughs) You know, they are as much CEOs to a member who doesn't know their story. Sure. And especially if they're not connected to a member of our congregation, but they're here in the metro area to visit their family. They come, they may or may not bring the kids, but they themselves come and they don't necessarily have an attachment here, but they come for the service. We have, I would say off the top of my head, I can think of about eight or nine different families and groups that that qualifies for. Okay. That we see them at Christmas. They're here visiting and they come every year, but that's when they come. This year I could think of one specific family and they never leave their names and they had a really substantial event happen in this last year And it was really hard for them to be here. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, just because they only attend on Christmas doesn't mean that I am any less their pastor. Okay. Because they don't have another faith community, so I'm still their pastor. And I think that sometimes it's hard on regular attenders to see people come in and still get their pastor's attention. But if I've got, let's say... Average family is not going to say 52 Sundays a year. Let's say I've got 40 Sundays a year Mm -hmm. to check in with and to connect with my members. And I get one Sunday a year. Maybe two if you're lucky. Maybe two if I'm lucky to check in with these other people who come and consistently try to connect with our people, with our congregation. Mm -hmm. I am not going to spend my time belittling the fact that they only come once or twice a year or being resentful that they don't show up more. I am so excited that they showed up at all Mm -hmm. and want to take that opportunity to try to make a connection so that when they have something happen through the year, that they might consider calling a pastor, that they know that I would just love to hear from them. Yeah. It's interesting
1: being a congregation member seeing those people it's both i'll be honest from my and from my 16 year old son's perspective mm-hmm. yep. a little bit jealousy yeah that you just gonna do it twice a year and you feel good about that <laughs> right but it, it's the fine line of wanting to be welcoming without scaring the hell out of them <laughs> <laughs> right especially as an introvert I want to welcome them, but I
0: don't want to freak them out and frighten them away. Right. And that's probably where I have a hard time as well, trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how much do I break into somebody else's life. Because as an introvert, Mm -hmm. I really would love a place where I could just go and hide and be completely ignored. Exactly. So as much as I would love to say to anybody who might be listening,
1: Christmas and Easter, great times to go because there are a lot of people, but you also have to be careful because... If you're a new face, you are fresh blood. Sometimes. And people can be very excited to see you there.
0: <laughs> or if you get side eye, right, that's the other side. Like, either sure. people might get really excited to see you and latch onto you, like, you know, you're bleeding and there's a shark in water. Yes. Sure. That can happen in some congregations, especially if you're young and you have kids. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> that can. It eye- really is fresh blood. It really is. We're not going to mince words. That's being honest. But the other side is that if you get side eye from people, it's not about you. Like, I just need to say that to the visitors. Mm -hmm. If regular attenders give side eye to visitors, that's on them. Mm -hmm. And that's their own journey with their faith and their faith experience. So is it harder then for
1: you to prepare for these two specific Sundays? Do you feel the extra pressure of here's my one chance? I got to make it right. In some ways, yes.
0: Okay. I felt this a lot more early in my ministry as well. This is my one chance to tell the story and to help people to know this. And if I only get one shot this year, I really want them to hear God loves you no matter what. You're always welcome here. You are loved.
1: It seems to me Christmas would be an easier time to get a message out. Everybody's got the warm fuzzies going anyway. Easter always seemed like the harder sell because you're talking a crucifixion here. That's not pretty. That's not lovey-dovey babies and cherubs.
0: Yes, and at Christmas time, all people really want is to light candles and sing Silent Night. Well, yeah. Get to the the good (laughs) stuff at the end. They really don't care what you're saying. No. So there's the challenge for Christmas. And as far as Easter goes, Easter morning isn't so much crucifixion. True. You can go... Palm Sunday, yay, so awesome and exciting. Jesus is here in town, to yay, Jesus is risen, la, la, la. You get right to the risen part. And you can completely skip that whole cross part. So we do Palm Passion Sunday so that we get a little bit across so that if people don't show up in between for that Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday stuff, mm-hmm. that they still at least get a little bit across. That's but- always been a hard sell, just
1: knowing how much church is coming anyway. For those of us who do show up more than Christmas and Easter, especially having a Catholic background, man, extra days. Come on. But they're so powerful.
0: If you haven't listened to our podcasts about Holy Week, go ahead and go on back a year. It's going to sound pretty different because I don't think we had our fancy recording equipment. But head back and check out the podcasts on those days because they're... They're important days. They've got some good information in them. And they're days where, yeah, the information is hard. Like, it's, it's hard to hear about the cross. It's hard to hear about the arrest. It's hard to hear those things. When it comes to Easter, I think the challenge that I feel on Easter morning is how to not preach 50 sermons how to let it just be a sermon, Mm -hmm. how to let it be one. And the balance on that day is to tell the story to the person who doesn't know the story very well. Sure. So tell it. You can't just pick a tiny little esoteric piece of the story and like riff on it because there are going to be people potentially who don't know the story Mm -hmm. and don't know why these things matter. So it's not your normal kind of opportunity to run off on a tangent. You really need to tell the actual story that day. But also how to tell the story in a way that the regular attenders are still fed and challenged by it. Mm -hmm. So it is hard. And I think in some ways that's every single Sunday. Sure. You know, this last week was the first time in probably five to six months that we have not had a first time visitor in this congregation. Huh. So whenever I see someone who's a first time visitor to our congregation, my assumption is they don't know the story. Sure. Because that's where we live. We live in Portland. We live in a place where it's quite possible that they don't know the story. Mm -hmm. And so every opportunity, every single time we have a guest and a new visitor in the room, that's to me as pressure filled as Christmas or Easter. Now, admittedly, there's more people in attendance on Christmas and Easter than there might be on an average Sunday. And as I've headed through my years of ministry... The attendance doesn't doesn't matter as much to me. The number of people in the room doesn't matter as much to me mm-hmm. because I'm just hoping for one person to hear what they need to hear. And I don't know which one person that's going to be. And that could be one person in a room of three. That could be one person in a room of 3,000. But I'm aiming for one. And so the attendance pressure has come off of me. That's a good thing. But that's several years of ministry down the road (laughs) sure before that happened right and it's also in some ways it's kind of a little bit of that resentment why does this one sunday matter why should i have more concern and pressure on this one sunday every single sunday is a proclamation of resurrection every sunday should have me that anxious every sunday should have me that concerned that the word of god be rightly preached and not just on christmas and easter right And so for me, if anything, my anxiety about preaching in general (laughs) Mm -hmm. has just increased and my anxiety about preaching and doing it right or doing it well on Christmas and Easter has decreased. Excellent.
1: Okay. Last question. Given the way everything seems to have found a niche group, niche society, do you think there will ever be a church that really is
0: just Christmas and Easter only? It's a great question. And I am not Len Sweet, so I cannot see into the future in the same way that he does and say a yes or no to that. I think that there would be a desire for that, but that it would not meet the need in the way that people expect. Sure. Because I think what people really are longing for is deep community and connection. And meeting twice a year can provide that Mm -hmm. for some people. So maybe maybe that would exist but it already kind of does now anyway as long as you're there to keep the doors open all year round sure so that you can have all the things that you need in order to have christmas and easter services turn out well and it takes a whole infrastructure to be able to have those services available twice a year fair enough so Uh, interesting food for thought indeed
1: Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the myth of the
0: CEO. I look forward to sitting down with you another day on another topic. As do I. And if you have the opportunity to come and join us for Easter, you are welcome, even if you never step back foot again. Be bold. We would love to see you, and I hope that you look in your area for the Easter services that you can attend. It was wonderful to have you with us today. We look forward to being back in your ears again soon. Feel free to email us at podcast at centralportland.org. We would love to hear from you. Until we are back with you again, remember, God loves you no matter what.